Hey everyone, I'm Alan Smithson, and today we're speaking with John Martin, the CEO and co-founder of Bundle AR, an augmented reality platform company empowering training, learning, and development innovators with on-demand and mobile immersive experiences. John and I met at the VR AR Association Chicago meetup and we've become amazing friends as we build the future of communications together. In this interview, we will discuss one of the largest barriers to the widespread adoption of AR and what organizations need to do in order to deploy AR experiences instantly and on a global scale. All that and more coming up next on the XR for Business podcast. John, it has been a pleasure to get to know you over these years, and I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. I'm, I'm looking forward to a great conversation with you as always. It's been a couple of years since we got to know each other. I stayed at your house in Chicago. That was very lovely of you. I, I got to meet your family. And I've watched your platform go from kind of the infancy stages to, to being a global phenomenon now. Let's, I want you to have the stage to really tell people what Bundle AR is all about and what you guys are doing. Well, Bundle AR, we had a pretty clear mission about a year and a half ago. We were very fortunate to be working with some of the world's great innovators on what I'd call augmented reality projects. It could have been a prospective student tour at Arizona State University. Google gave a grant to the DeSablo Museum in Chicago, so they wanted to reboot the Mayor Harold Washington exhibit. Uh, Procter & Gamble had projects at uh, upcoming conventions and shows. Remember when we used to have those? And uh, from all of these engagements... Like was, real shows with like IRL in real life? Like in, yeah, <laughs> like in person back in the good old days. Oh, do I miss that. But at any rate, what we realized was when Google and Apple gave this gift of AR to the world just three summers ago, saying they were all in with AR, meaning that the hardware was going to work, it was like, wow, most corporate IT or marketing teams really didn't have anybody on board their staffs that could take advantage of this amazing capability of the mobile device. So at any rate, for us, it was like, well, what if we could take all of these engagements that we had created and put them into a repeatable, self-serve, augmented reality content management system and platform? So it was a very big idea, but we thought one that was uh, worth the journey. So we started to build out a team of like 12 really focused AR professionals on the development side to build out this platform. Well, I know your, your CTO, Matt, I mean, he, he, his whole experience in life was creating content management systems for massive corporations. So Exactly. So it started with Matt and Gareth, who's on the product side, but really knows AR. We were so blessed to to find literally the man that wrote the book on Unity, <laughs> Joe Hawking, to join the team, and Lewis Gardner on our CMS. So we were very fortunate to have a great team come together, and we shared a vision, which is let's build out an augmented reality platform that would make it super easy and affordable for businesses and organizations to weave in augmented reality communications to how they communicated with their internal audiences, their employees, and externally, their customers. And we focused on training, learning, and development, seeing that that was a true win for just about everybody as people are looking to onboard people faster. As, as we get a, a younger audience with millennials and Gen Zs, they do not want to be in a classroom 
with a talking head looking at a PowerPoint. They want immersive tools. They want on-demand. They want videos. They want 3D. And so that's what we focused on. Happy to say just uh, a month ago, we launched the platform. And now it's time to take it to market. Congratulations. That must be uh, amazing. Is it one of those platforms that it will be a never-ending um, increase of, of functionality? Or, or have you kind of nailed the functionality down that, that <laughs> your customers have been requesting? I know it's hard to tell the, the tech teams to take it easy on the functions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all know that the, 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 the roadmap uh, will keep us busy for the next year and a half. It's almost like, okay, which are we going to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth? But that's why it's been good. We've been so active in the market. Uh, we get guidance from from clients. We get guidance from prospects. Regarding... There's nothing quite like a, a product uh, roadmap driven by somebody willing to write a check for those products. <laughs> well, that helps too. But one thing, if you see enough people, you start seeing some things repeat, certain needs. And the one thing that always struck out for me, dating back to some of the first times we were at the training magazine conferences uh, with Tech Learn and then DevLearn. And um, when people would come by our booth and see what they did, they just kept repeating, oh my gosh, mobile, on demand, just in time. You, you're solving many of the problems I have. It could be somebody at Lowe's or Home Depot and they go, hey, we, we got a situation. We need job aids for performance support. So we've been very focused on performance support. Another area that has kind of jumped out for us too, take some of the quick service restaurants, the QSRs, look at the turnover they might have. And why shouldn't it be the same subject matter expert teaching that, that sandwich artist how to make the most perfect sandwich? There's many things that are repeatable. And so why not use the best content for that purpose? And one that's really jumped out at us, and, I, and I'm not being shy calling the CEOs at AstraZeneca or, um, or Pfizer or the other leaders with our vaccine solutions, they should be including our very simple to use point touch learn solutions in the packages. So you know, probably know the terms PI, package inserts, and yeah, also I, IFU, instructions for use. What we've created is beautiful for that purpose and so easy and fast for a team to add AR to those types of instructions. What would an example of that be? Um, what would the need for AR over uh, just delivering it on a, a 2D device? Well, in, in the case of, uh, let's say, what's going on with uh, detection kits, <laughs> would that be a good one? COVID-19 detection kits? Perfect one. Actually, very, very uh, timely and apt. Nobody knows how to use those damn things. Well, especially the ones that you got to stick this nine-inch thing up your nostril. I mean, it's scary as all get out. Uh, we, we got the test this week and we, uh, the whole family came back negative. So think positive, test negative, everyone. Exactly. But some of these uh, package inserts, as you've probably seen over the years, could be in font size six, six languages, and nobody looks at them. Now imagine if you actually had user-friendly, relevant, current information, point your camera, next thing you know, you have a subject matter expert uh, video. You have step-by-steps. You have, uh, you have FAQs, you have a link to purchase more things, you have a call to action button in case you had to call an 800 number and get some, get some communication that way. Um, so the immediate... And now with things like Synthtasia and stuff where you can, uh, you can have it all in different languages too with a, with a click of an AI button. 
Yes. Uh, imagine that power yes. of that. And depending wow. upon the complexity of the of what you're of the uh, the the situation, you can use 3D product explosions. Put labels uh, as you explode that engine, explodes that body part, explode that COVID nineteen cell. You can now go deep on it with 3D tools that are baked into the platform. So it's as simple as somebody uploading an FBX file into the platform. We accept it. And next thing you know, it's pushed out to the world in 3D in a matter of minutes. Yeah, it's, it's something I, I saw a post today from uh, the CEO of Sketchfab, Alban. And he, with the new phones, um, the iPhone 12 and the iPad and the Samsung Galaxy S20 and up, uh, they all have infrared scanners on them now. So creating 3D assets is actually going about to be a lot easier as well. Uh, it's interesting how you can create an asset and then share it with the world instantly. What are some of the challenges around organizations uh, deploying this or even just getting started when you go to meet with a new customer? What is the, I guess, what is the value proposition you lead with and how do you solve their problems? I think for, for many of the people we talk to, it, it could be lowering their costs. It could be speed to market. It could be surprise and delight your audience. Almost everybody wants to do that, right? They want their audience to have a wonderful experience. I, I, I swear, Alan, every time we show the outcome of our platform, almost the, the first response is, oh, wow. Oh, man, that's cool. You know, so I don't underestimate the power of surprise and delight and the importance of it. Um, but going back to more of the training side, the engagement, the reducing of the of the, the training time, the immediacy of the job aid to solve the problem. Um, to, today, I was on with a, a dental platform company that does 3D and 3D printing, and they literally their their technicians and others or the dentists themselves needed. You talk about just in time, on demand, in contact solutions. While the patient was in the chair, they needed the answer now. <laughs> so uh, when we think of just in time, when we think of on demand, almost all of our clients get that. And, um, and as we're dealing with a, uh, hey, let's look at our society today. Uh, the internet, the mobile now accounts for more than half of the internet traffic. 88% of the traffic uh, on mobile devices is with apps. And um, it's almost like people demand uh, an app because web browsers are still pretty clunky and wonky. Not to say we're not focused on web AR because we are. Um, that will serve a certain particular type of audience for certain. But until the world gets a little bit more stable in that arena, um, most people, certainly on the corporate side, are very comfortable on B2B having their audiences use secured apps that can have a wide variety of training solutions uh, that are all secured, protected, with amazing analytics. Um, so that's all part of it too. Uh, many of the clients are super interested in the analytics that can, can almost feed into their machine learning if they start looking at, hey, why did so many of our people look at this video so often? Did they like the messaging? Or was it they just didn't know that subject matter and we didn't do a good job? <laughs> that could be too. <laughs> very good job training. We watched them to it five times because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn it, I forgot. I need to learn that one again. So what are what are some of the metrics that uh, that you can you know, provide back to customers? Well, <laughs> at, at the very standard level, if you will, right in the dashboard, 
is all the interactions and the renderings. You can put in the date. You can find out, are they on iPhones or are they on Android? You can look at each one of the experiences and see how active they were with that exact experience. And then with a JSON dump, my gosh, you can see every detail on every interaction if you wanted to go that deep. So I think every client has a different level of interest on that type of detail. But the good news is we have a a range of solutions for them, depending upon if they have an entire analytics team or not. Are you finding that uh, the meetings are coming from the C-suite down, or is it? Are you meeting with the learning and training development people? Are you? Uh, is this being brought in from the innovation side? Who's bringing this innovation into the companies? That's a, a question you ask all, every day. It's something you're constantly saying. Hey, why did that situation occur in one call? And why did that situation, it's still nine months later. Yeah, this is kind of the, the gist of the question is what gets people to just go? Well, there's no question if, if we're dealing with an innovation company where it's part of their value discipline, that sure helps a lot versus dealing with a company that, no, I'm not trying to be in any way offensive by saying they're laggards. That's just their strategy. Hey, we'll, we'll get to that four or five years from now, right? So the good news is there's certain industries or certain, uh, even at education or certain universities, they're, they, they're behind innovation. It's what they do, like Arizona State University. They're all about innovation. And same with companies. And then there's technology companies that are all about innovation. There's gaming companies that are all about innovation. And they want a surprise and delight, right? And their audience expects modern tools um, to, to learn. So that contributes a lot, but also warm handoffs uh, at the decision maker level with an innovative company, man, that's like butter. I mean, that, that, that's, that is so perfect. So the other day with a medical, big medical company, we just happened to have one of our sellers on the team spent 22 years at Abbott, 12 years at Thermo Fisher, and he was a pro and his friends were the GMs or presidents of divisions. Well, when somebody like that goes in with the credibility he has has a relationship, then that person teases up with marketing, maybe IT, innovation, uh, maybe even sales, and then you have a meeting, and next thing you know, you hear them going, hey, we can use this here, let's use this for onboarding, let's use this for the sales force so they can they train people. Um, they see it and their mind just starts going fast. And then the innovators go, good, send me an agreement, let's get rolling on a, uh, so we can do our proof of concepts uh, right away. So as we plan for next year, uh, we, we got some we got some experiences behind us. And then there's others that, geez, it goes on and on and on. It sure didn't help that we're in a pandemic. So I'm, I'm not faulting anybody, uh, but we're constantly trying to say, hey, what's the best way to move this along? So getting to key decision makers, as we all know, uh, innovative companies. And if you can get the uh, the warm leads, that sure helps a lot. So if you're speaking to, let's say, your ideal customers, where can people try things out? Sure. If you go to our website, um, we're doing free trials right now. And that's just a wonderful way for people to get uh, involved and better understand it. And uh, we're having solid success with that. So go to our website, bundlear.com, and uh, you'll see there's an opportunity to communicate with us for a free trial. And we'd, we'd love to love to work with you. So that's a great way. And the other thing we've done, Alan, is we now have four, five, six, seven different videos so people can see it and really understand it. 
And what's helped us a lot the last, yeah, three, four months since we've been able to use the platform, uh, we now can build out vertically relevant bundles fast. Uh, we've even done this for, let's say we're, we're meeting with an important uh, prospect. And next thing you know, you can find some markers, you can find some videos. And before you even hop on the phone call, you have a custom relevant bundle of AR experiences waiting for the presentation. They're like, how'd you do that? How'd you get that? <laughs> and so that's been very effective because that way they can see it firsthand. So the more we can make it about their industry or even better yet about their company, then they want to move quickly. So you got to make it relevant. Uh, there's no question the first, you know, our first year before we had the platform, we would show them and proudly show them what we did for Arizona State, what we did for Google's grant with the Sabo Museum of African-American History, what we did for Asa Abloy or Redbox, a variety of innovators. But man, it's way more effective if it can be a bundle for a QSR prospect. Totally makes sense. That's the one good thing about uh, doing all the work you guys have been doing is that you now have uh, examples of every kind of which way. It sure is helpful, and, and also it then gives, it's given us the great experience on the platform, and then from the amazing input we get from the clients and the prospects, those, that's where the use cases are coming from. I was so pleased today with this uh, international uh, London-based company whose parents in Germany, um, and boy, did they understand 3D because they're doing it for dental work, right? and for building the see-through braces that you'll put on in 3D printers. And so they totally got 3D and they wanted to use a, what you could call it digital to digital or screen to screen experience. And what's interesting, when I first met you, so much of what we were doing could have been, let's say image recognition, but it might've been using a brochure. It might've been using a retractable banner, something physical like that. And because of COVID-19 and all of us working on remotely, most of our presentations obviously are could be Google Meet or Zoom or otherwise. And it's digital to digital where I'm having them be on their computer, have their phone nearby, and they are now looking at uh, the marker, if you will, from my presentation. And I say, cool, will you pull out your, your smartphone and let's do some AR together? So they pull out their phone and they point it at the computer screen. Well, it works great. So we've had people in this virtual world saying, hey, we want to bring AR into this virtual world. How do we do that? And the term I've learned from all the training professionals is blended learning solutions. And AR is ideal for that as people are moving beyond an LMS that's just on a desktop. Yeah, it's so true. They want uh, on their phones. They want it available to them just in time, like you mentioned. So Yeah, yeah. or on location. There's a lot of people that aren't sitting behind their computer at home all day. There's a lot of the workforce out there. I'm sitting in front of my computer all day. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we've covered a lot on this and I, I don't want to take away from the, the gravity of the information in this great conversation. So is there anything else you want to leave anybody with before, we, before I ask my final question? Ah, well, I would just encourage the, uh, the innovators uh, of the world to explore. We'd like to do some demonstrations and free trials with people. So the, the, the words that put a smile on my face every day is when we show our solutions and we hear, 
oh, wow. <laughs> so we want some oh, wow moments coming up, and we hope it's with your audience, Alan. Well, that's fantastic. John, as you know, um, my commitment is to the greater good of humanity. And so what problem or challenge in the world would you like to see solved using XR technologies and why? Hmm. I'll share with you something that I know you can relate to with your focus. I presented this to the CEO of 1871, which is a solution for uh, Chicago's high schools. As you know, we have our challenges in the inner city here in Chicago, as many cities do. And um, sadly, many of these schools don't get exposed to technology and opportunities. So we had summer interns from public schools create, they created a whole new uh, high school called Windy City High School. And we would like to have some big corporate sponsors, be it Microsoft or Aon or Discover come in and sponsor us providing augmented reality to every high school in Chicago who then that would force the students in a good way to work with the administrators, the faculty, and then bring home the experiences to their family with a refrigerator magnet on the refrigerator and say, mom, dad, look what I helped create for my school. Um, that would make me very happy if we could get that done. I think it's very possible to do it for all the corporate uh, people out there. Not only can you sign up to be a customer, but uh, for a little bit more, you can contribute to the success of high school students in Chicago. And if the plan goes well, right across America. So fantastic. That's really beautiful, John. Thank you for joining today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Alan. Have a great day. And thanks everyone for listening. This has been the XR for Business podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe, hit the little notification so you don't miss an episode. And uh, you can follow us on all your podcast stations. So don't forget to hit subscribe. Thanks so much. Have a great day.